Welcome to another episode of Prattle with Trey Vane for connoisseurs of casual conversation. Each week, my guests and I will chit-chat about an obsession of theirs that captures their interests and their soul. This week, we investigate whether the alien superstar has kikied in the cosmos. Let's go. I'd like to be reborn just a fraction as talented, funny, gorgeous, and sultry as this week's guest. But thankfully, in this life, I get to be her friend and number one stan. Morgan Kennedy is an R&B artiste with a mighty pen and vicious vocals. And she's come to Prado. Everyone, please welcome Morgan Kennedy to Prado. Thank you for coming on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is such an honor to be here. I am a longtime stan of Prado, and I can't believe this is happening. Morgan truly is like, she was the first one to be like, bitch, the podcast is nice. Bring it back and actually do it. What, five years ago? So Morgan, you had to be a part of the Prado rebirth, upgrade, glow up vibe. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So I met Morgan. A lot of my guests are going to be this way, but I met Morgan through that big purple school in the square, NYU, and we both had the same student job, Mm -hmm. and I was hiring for the student job, and this girl walks in. We were, like, doing all these little interviews, and, like, groups of 12 people will walk in, whatever, and this girl walks in, and I'm like, first of all, I was like, ooh, black girl, and then second of all, second I was like, "Mm, I like her style, and you fucking killed it, and you fucking crushed it, and we've been friends ever since. Well, I don't know if Trey's gonna tell you all this, but Trey was the it girl of this student job. (laughs) I was not. I was the, I was, I was, I was in the mix, but I was not the it girl. Everyone was such a fan, and so I'm so excited. That's probably the primary demographic for this. (laughs) Hi, ambassadors. Yeah, we had, this student job we had was very special because it was part job, part cult, part sex ring, part <laughs> I didn't do any of that. I wasn't a part of that. I was too Same. afraid. Um, you didn't hook up in any ambassadors? Uh, next question. Perfect. <laughs> you love a bleed the fifth. But yeah, that no, was a really fun job and Morgan was a fucking killer. And then we were like close during then and then I moved away from New York and then when I moved back, we became really, really close because I go to all of Morgan's shows. Not all. Let me not. Because she's very booked. I can't go to all your shows. But... I go to a lot of Morgan shows, and she's an incredible singer and artist. It's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, it's so fun. I appreciate that. This is also a fun story I just wanted to share, because um, so after I moved from New York, whatever, I was just going through a lot. I was going through a friend breakup. Like I didn't like my best friend anymore, so I was like cutting off everyone, and so I ended up like cutting off and blocking a lot of people. And then when I moved back, Morgan's good friend and my good friend, but we weren't talking, me and the friend, and Morgan goes... Mm-mm. We're gonna fix that. So we're gonna have a little party, and now, I mean, I love the friend. To the friend, I love you. You're the best. Yeah, so. it's the worst whenever two people with really good souls are not <laughs> harmonizing, and you know it's someone else's doing. Like I don't yeah, have the patience was, for that. Like, yeah, we were bamboozled, and yeah, we we had some misinformation. That's why I wasn't into the person, but we cleared that. Morgan cleared that out. Justice prevailed. <laughs> yeah. Um. So also speaking about. Like I said, Morgan's a singer, Morgan's an artist, Morgan's a writer. And one of the things that you love, and I love a lot, but you definitely love more than me, is Miss Beyonce. 
I do. I Miss Beyonce. I love Miss Beyonce. I am a Hive member. I am an OG stan. Card-carrying I, member. I loved her since Destiny's Child. Emotions by Destiny's Child, I think, is the first song that I like remember like as a child. Like I'm locked a, in. Is that the one that's like taking me over, right? Is that Take another song? Me over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't sing too much of that. We're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> No, I have zero money for Beyonce. You see the light up deciding my bank account's gone. Um and I am a big fan of Beyonce, but you're like a bigger fan and you teach me things about Beyonce all the time. And one of the things when I was like, Morgan, like what do you want to do on this podcast? I was assuming it'd be Beyonce, but you shocked me because I was like, what do you want the topic to be? And Morgan goes, Beyonce and Jay-Z have been to space. Yes. They've been to space. Okay. So let me just start this off by saying I don't know anything about anything. Okay. okay bro. <laughs> okay, I'm just here to, <laughs> to spread top foolery and shenanigans. <laughs> but okay. So actually, I think it was during 2020 or 2021. 2021, I had a Zoom birthday party like all of us did at the time. And mine was uh, like a presentation-based Zoom birthday the party. best the best theme. It was I love so fun. And it was so much fun. And so I let everybody go. I said, you have five minutes just to talk about whatever wild thing you want to talk about. All of my friends talk way too much. All of the presentations were like 15 minutes long. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it ran so late. But mine was about this idea that I have. And it's just an idea based on so little. I love it. But I kind of feel like Beyonce and Jay-Z have been to space. I feel like if, and if they haven't, they should go and they should take me. This is my pitch. <laughs> Group chat. This is my pitch. Um, it, we see it like in their music a couple of times. They've been referencing space like all of the time. We see it in uh, Upgrade You. Have you ever been to Saturn? No, not the car, but everywhere we are. Well, we see it in Lift Off. Obviously, we can take it to the moon, take it to the stars. How many people you know can take it this far? We're going to take this whole thing to Mars. <laughs> We've seen it in um, Ape Shit. Uh, uh, call my girls and put them all on a spaceship. Now, first of all, fully cite- cited sources in LA format. <laughs> I thought about it. She keeps bringing it up. I'm like, hang on. And then we see it all across Renaissance, Alien Superstar, yeah. the whole thing and the whole like futuristic building cities, alien robot, the whole the whole theme of that era. And I feel like it's not too far off. Again, she could be talking about, you know, another level, another, uh, like a spaceship, like a car, you know, all this stuff. She could be talking about that, but we have to think about the amount of money that is at play. This woman has so much money and (laughs) just so much money and so much social capital that she can do things like shoot music videos in the Louvre. And we know that NASA can be bought because they did the um, iCarly episode at NASA, I, Carly goes to NASA. I don't know. Oh, Carly goes that. to space or some crap. And then they also did Ariana Grande has the song NASA, and they let her go in there and like spin around in their million dollar <laughs> equipment and just like have a ball. So is it entirely impossible that on the low, once a year, once every other year, we have the annual like B Day Space Jam or something uh. where, <laughs> where she gets like a handful of all of her people? They do the training. You know, she loves to, like, not eat for a couple weeks. You, she loves getting into it. She's like, I'm cutting out carbs. I'm cutting out solids. She said, I'm letting it all go. Right? Atoms. She's not doing it. She does a little cleanse. And we also know she loves the ocean. And what is the ocean if not earthbound space? Like, they're I'm very... They're very... Sim- 
<laughs> Isn't that what she said That's in that interview? <laughs> but she's always like jumping into the ocean and all that stuff. And she likes to feel small and this massive thing. And that is what space is. So I'm like, okay, what if you drop a couple million, you sign all these NDAs? Because I think, um, I'm just going all over the place, but I think what's his I'm name? I'm loving it. Elon Musk or yeah. Jeff Bezos. Well, exactly. Both of them <laughs> have been to space. And I just found out this year about the excursions that all the rich people are going to to like see the Titanic underwater and the submersible and all that stuff. I didn't even know that was a thing that people like my brain doesn't work like that. Like our yeah, brains, like, yeah. normal, regular people don't think that way. So we have to think biggie. Which, and I also think that it's not that. Like, I'm not surprised if she went to space, she wouldn't tell anyone. She's not doing it. Like, she's not doing a photo. She doesn't want you bitches in space. No, she wants none of you bitches in space. And also, it's like rich people, when you get to a level when you're that rich, you have to be bored as fuck all the time. So, like, you know, if a normal person's like, ooh, I can't wait to go to France, and it's like a big deal to us. But then for her, it's like, okay, she's been around the world, and we only have one world, so this. There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, and I don't think she's like bored. I just think like you've seen all this stuff, you've seen all this stuff. And when you're like, larger than life i can just imagine being like you know what let's just get away and we just let's we just, just hop on our little rocket and we go let's out and we look at the planet and you know jay-z loves to smoke and they're just getting high in space i think they're getting high i would love to hot box i was gonna say the challenger blew up right i don't know i don't know <laughs> i was gonna say the challenger but one of the blue i don't want to be on that one but yeah. i would love to hot box a spaceship that'd be amazing that'd be amazing i'm sure Bad there's like regulations i'm sure there's like rules of what you can do maybe we just pop a couple edibles before i don't know i don't know the rules yeah. i've never been there you've never been but would I'm you go to saying, space if beyonce invited me <laughs> okay that's <laughs> true but would you but you would go to space even if beyonce, when, if beyonce, invited, if beyonce invited me yeah i want my two feet on this ground till the day I die. I am not curious about space. I'm not curious about Mars. Keep it. We could, we fucked up one planet. We shouldn't go to another. Yeah. But I would do that. They have these voyages where like you could go to space, but it's like you get in a, it's like you're in a plane and the plane goes into the part of space that's not space, but it's still our atmosphere and you get zero gravity, but you're not like in space. So maybe she's done something like that. That's entirely, is that like a tourist attraction? What is that? I saw it on like a Discovery Channel thing once. So I don't know if Oh, it, she's like, definitely in yeah, space. Yeah, There's no, if they're letting regular people do that, she's <laughs> definitely like yeah, orbited yeah. Saturn a couple of times for fun. Honestly, and why not? She deserves it. Yeah. yeah, she does deserve it. I also am the biggest fan. That's the wrong word. But I'm really, I had an era when I was in middle school, from middle school to high school, where I was deeply, deeply, deeply entrenched in conspiracy theory lore. Okay. And not that this is a conspiracy theory, but it kind of is, right? Because it's like, we don't know, but we're like pretty sure about it. Are you a big conspiracy theory? Especially in the music industry, there's nothing better than an Illuminati like deep dive. It's like amazing actually to me. I get so scared so easily. <laughs> like so quickly. I'm so easily frightened. So even with my fascination with space, like I'll do just enough research yeah. to like have an existential crisis and then I'll stop. But in the music industry though, with like the Illuminati stuff, yeah, it is scary, but it's like, it is just so interesting because it is weird how many things like actually pop up. I have to like tread lightly because I never want to sound like a psycho conspiracy theorist, but they're like, do you have any conspiracy theories that you kind of believe or would believe? About? About, I guess, anything about music or about, like, people say chemtrails. People say, like, the line that planes leave in the sky. We're getting, like, kind of, are we getting QAnon-y? Let's hope not. What? You're losing me, babe. I know, I know. Okay, we're deep <laughs> in the conspiracy. I guess we'll just go back to Illuminati. Do you believe in Illuminati? <gasps> I don't know. I don't want okay. to do Illuminati. <laughs> 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 you said, okay, that's hands off that. 
Um, I could tell you my thoughts on aliens. I yes. Can, yes. Do you believe? What do you? What do you think about? You're more scared of the Illuminati than aliens. Yeah, because it's That's different. Scary. I don't know. It's different. But my thing with aliens. Okay. Okay. And I'm kind of obsessed with this, and I've been just a menace to everyone who's matched with me on Hinge for the last <laughs> like couple of months because I won't stop talking about this. Okay, so we have our senses, right? That's how we perceive the world. We have five senses, and those senses work however they work. So, like, we have three cones in our eyes that let us see all the colors that we see, right? Like red, blue, and green, and that brings all of these colors, right? Yeah. And there's that shrimp. You know about the shrimp? shrimp. <laughs> Have you heard about the shrimp? The shrimp that fried the rice or what? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this shrimp, this kind of shrimp that lives in the ocean that has 12 cones where we have three. Yeah. So they can see colors that our brain literally just cannot think to imagine. I'm like jealous. they're seeing things that we just are incapable of perceiving or even imagining, right? So when you think about that, it is so hilarious to think that any human would ever be at all capable of understanding the universe in its entirety actually absolutely right and here's an example of that whenever you've seen those like videos and articles of like the black holes that like make sounds or like the sun that like makes a sound black holes are one of those things where it's like it's just too much for me <laughs> like it's just it's way it's so crazy that i yeah i have not I have not. And sounds in space don't freak me out that much, but black holes, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're something else. But they're very interesting. Right? But they're terrifying. But here's the thing. There is no sound in space. So what happens is, so we have the way that we perceive things, and we have the dimensions that we exist in. there's no air. Of course there's no sound Girl, what? Well, okay, hold on. Stay <laughs> with me. That, that, that makes sense with me. Right? That makes sense. Okay. Right. <laughs> so. So, so we have these three dimensions that we, we live in, and we have the way that we perceive like things whenever they send their little instruments out <laughs> to space girl i don't know those girls but they An send oboe, a, yeah, a little flute you know <laughs> whenever they sing their little 12 piece band out to space <laughs> the philharmonic they go out there and they collect data all sorts of data they collect x-rays they collect a bunch of stuff that we can't perceive and then they translate that data into sound waves. So really these these huge heavenly bodies are doing something that we don't understand and cannot perceive and then we just translate that into something that we can. So you know, the last time a heavenly body said something, we translated it ourselves. We got we got told that being gay will send you to hell. So right. I don't trust whatever the fuck we're hearing. I know. Right. And it's so crazy. And so knowing that and that this is as much of the universe as we can perceive, these three dimensions, and scientists are like, we don't know how many dimensions there are, but there are at least 10. They have like locked down that there's even... at least 10. There's no way that there's not something between three and at least 10. <laughs> there's got to be a lot of something. And something that we're just not perceiving something that we just that we're just incapable of imagining so are there aliens statistically like there has no, to yeah, be there no. has to just be something out there and then you can get into if you want to get a little woo-woo you can get into the crossover between like spirituality and aliens oh my god yeah i went to an episcopalian school we're gonna get into that and i have something like that because that makes a lot of sense like i feel like aliens and ghosts and religion are all kind of like manifestations of things we can't explain. We know right. this, right? Like we thought thunder was the voice of God. We heard, found out it was just hot and cold air. 
And uh, one of the things about dimensions and like religion that really always interested me, someone was saying like, you know, imagine the this, this second dimension, because we live in the third, but imagine the second dimension. Imagine you have a piece of paper and you have like a little guy and he's like in his house, right? So like the paper's like this and this is the guy and he's in his house. To him, he's in his house, he's fully safe because there's only two dimensions. So he looks up, he looks to the left, he looks to the right, there are walls. Right. But we're looking down from the third plane and just seeing him. Exactly. So someone was like, what if aliens or ghosts are people from the fourth dimension where it's like they are all around us, but we just can't see them. And all of our conceptions of like, we're like right now I'm in a 3D, 3, 3D room. What if someone is just looking at us through the fourth dimension? I'm scared. And Wait, that doesn't scare me, but it doesn't scare me to the fact where like sometimes, like I said, I'm a little bit woo woo. So like when I was younger and I was like alone, I'd be like, I'm the like I'm the main character of this reality show in space. The aliens love hearing about me. And so I just like walk around like I was on a little reality show. Yeah, and it can be beautiful instead of scary. If we just if we accept a more like absurdist approach of like nothing matters unless I say it matters. Yeah. Then we can say something like, okay, the the universe as we understand it is full of these self-sustaining systems, right? The way that plants grow and and the exchange of of energy and matter that's moving through the ecosystem. If you release too much of this gas, then you'll melt the ice caps and everything will freeze over and then it'll thaw out and then yeah. you know, the whole thing will start all over again. Like it's very self-sustaining. So there's this school of thought, and every fact I know is just a rumor I heard. I That's know. literally me. That's what I mean. You got to check it yourself. You want to believe it? I'm good. Look into it. I'm having a good time. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I know enough know. to get through my evening. <laughs> um, but there's this idea that, like, okay, if consciousness is like any other form of matter, maybe it can be a part of this self-sustaining system where it can move into this dimension that we don't really get to perceive after after death so that's, yeah, that's the kind beautiful. of right and it's just fun like i'm not please don't i'm not doing anything no, <laughs> it's just I'm like a that. fun little thought and it's also the kind of the marriage the bridge between like aliens and like ghosts or, or spirits i yeah. don't know it's just so like, what do you feel about this year being like the first year that governments have told us that there are aliens like we like literally governments around the world have been like yeah we don't know what's going on with them but we we know that that's crazy to me. Like that's pretty insane. That is crazy. I I, I think it just like speaks to like so. There's so much going there's on here. So much that like it's way too much. the general public was just like not concerned with what was going on. Oh, I think people anywhere. actively. I think people were like, I can't accept that and I can't have that. So right. it's not real. And Which honestly. Is, but I do think I feel like Beyonce kind of took it seriously because like we can see like <laughs> <laughs> with the Renaissance, I feel like she's sending alien superstar. I feel like she's like, if they're out there, they need to know who I am. Beyonce's a businesswoman first and foremost. And <laughs> she's she gonna make a deal. Trying to <laughs> book that first concert, that first stadium tour. Or <gasps> the intergalactic stadium intergalactic tour. Intergalactic stadium oh, tour. But that would be kind of cool it. to be like, because you know, like Earth, maybe it's because we've grown up so much with aliens and outer space and different dimensions and now we have the multiverse like earth does feel small so it'd be kind of cool if it, it was bigger out there but it's like how much bigger can the universe really get so big you can't you literally can't fathom how big it is I know. like it's so I massive i can't even fathom how big an ikea is i can barely do the <laughs> universe never that um what's the weirdest thing that you would believe about beyonce What's the weirdest thing that I would believe about Beyonce? Define weird. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. I'll say that, like, so, like, we were saying, like, celebrities are, celebrities are just weird people, right? Yeah. Really rich, really successful people are always weird. And they're usually, not usually, but I've noticed that they're, there's a high chance that they're going to be the weirdest about 
longevity? Because I've been thinking about this, right? Because obviously a lot of people and most organisms are afraid to die. And it's, and I like, not that celebrities or rich people have everything, but they definitely have the one thing that everyone else who doesn't have it is always looking for, which is money. And a lot of people think that money is happiness, whatever. So it's like, so when, pers- when someone gets the nice house, the nice car, all the money things, I'm always interested in what are they afraid of and what bothers them? Because that's kind of like the non-systematic true worries of life. Like a lot of us are worried about bills. We made that up. You know, a lot of us are worried about all that kind of stuff. But like, what are the people who have everything? We know they don't, but... What do they worry about? And there, it's always health and living longer. And I, I know that they do weird things about it. So I would, I would believe that Beyonce like sleeps in a hyperbolic chamber, which like a lot of people do, just generally, um, like all the time. But I would believe she like got infused with like you know I would anything that she would do to like live better or longer. I would believe because rich people do do that. Like they really do. Yeah. Like that weird guy who's um getting he looks awful and he's like getting all the blood from his son. To like, he's like 50, 60 something. And he's like, I'm trying this new thing where I'm like, he's like farming his son for blood. I don't know. He's injecting himself with his son's blood. He looks pale as fuck. He looks so sickly and it's it's almost funny, but it's really disturbing mostly. I have not heard of that. That is terrifying. Yeah, he's a weird guy. It's He's just like doing it. I don't know. He's trying to start a company for it. And he looks like a vampire, which is funny because he's like literally consuming blood but yeah do you think Beyonce's weird at anything or do you think she's like totally fine and normal well first of all if she was weird about something I would sign an NDA I wouldn't tell anyone (laughs) also Beyonce I would too I'm we're fully manifesting Beyonce (laughs) on this couch and you know soon next year next year okay girl (laughs) next year we're about to take off I love it I love it um I don't think she does anything weird because I don't think she's like super obsessed with like living forever because she's kind of spiritual. Like they they think that she, she is a like Christian, I forgot. she won't well, that but like you spiritual and like a <laughs> but like spiritual in like a kind of practicing way. Like they think she works with Oshun and like does oh. her like whatever her practices. I did are. not know that. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it would be about that. I think weird. Weird. What do I think she does that's weird? Maybe you don't think she's weird. That's also a valid option. She is Beyonce. I do believe in like, and again, girl, I'll sign the NDA. Like, I don't care. But I do think the like, uh, the levels that she'll go to for like secrecy are probably pretty extensive. There are rumors about like tapping phones and like... Like making sure that people, which again, girl, wow. my phone. girl, I don't care. I will Beyonce Nixon. <laughs> Beyonce Nixon. Okay. But those are some of the rumors that I've heard that I'm like, I mean, probably, but like people talk. Like you gotta, people you gotta fucking talk. They people do. Talk. Yeah. I also feel like the secrecy thing is like another thing where it's like, yeah, I can't keep a secret. I couldn't be Beyonce because I'd, I'd say everything. Like no. I'd post an Instagram story on the Ferris wheel being like filming a self-titled album. Like I, would, like I would do it. I would have to do it. That's real. I love being private. I love keeping a little secret. You do? Okay. <laughs> I you love it. Do Okay. One of my secret. favorite things about Morgan, because I really do believe you should like be around people who are different than you. And one of my favorite things about Morgan is that like you will leave whenever you <laughs> want to leave. <laughs> You will leave somewhere. You will not show up somewhere. Morgan is like not even a joke. Like Morgan's always like you need. She needs the names, addresses, IP addresses, and social security number of everyone going to a party because God forbid someone she's like not vibing with is there. And it's amazing. And it's like I really do respect that you protect your space, your peace, and your art too. You're very protective with your art. 
Thank you. It's beautiful. I people move so weird, so I'm quick yeah. to stay home if I don't like the people. <laughs> like they can be weird out there. I'll stay home. It's fine. And I think the only reason that I'm like willing to leave somewhere and like we'll go and it's time to go and like is because for so long I didn't do that. For so long, I showed up to things out of a sense of obligation. For so long, I would just like stay at parties way too long. And then what happens is I have a terrible time and I'm like terrible company around those you people. You be terrible company. Girl, girl. <laughs> and then like, and then I go on and then I feel really like, almost like a vulnerability hangover. Like I've betrayed myself by staying there too long. Uh, Have you, that's a, that's a Brene Brown. Uh, I've never heard of that. Phrase. I like that. Yeah, like after you kind of give too much of yourself in a situation, you might feel kind of sad or like yeah. after you have therapy and like tell a lot of yourself you might like have like negative feelings following God, I that no but that's like but i don't oh. i need to i need to <laughs> this is your therapy this is my therapy is therapy. No, i'm like this is my therapy i'm monetizing and recording it but um we'll do which that is therapy jonah um, hill did it <laughs> we'll do it um i really like what you said and also i my i'm very driven by quotes and mantras and one of the quotes that i've taken in this year that's changed my life kim cattrall said I don't want to be anywhere for even an hour where I'm not enjoying myself. And that is my, that is now my ethos of life. Even, in, and even an hour is kind of long, but then sometimes you got to do shit. But yeah. like, even an hour is long, but I'm like, yeah, no, like I, but I'm, I'm still not good at like leaving things and I'm not good at canceling things that I want to do. Yeah. But you are it's hard. That. It's hard. It's hard because also, I also am of the carpe diem lifestyle Yeah. because every time, I've left my house when I didn't want to leave. I've had a great time. And something has happened that I was so happy happened that wouldn't have happened if I didn't go out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one time I really didn't want to go to this person's birthday dinner. And because my friend wasn't going. So I was like, ugh, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. And then I went and I met these people. And literally today, one of them like emailed me. You all know how occurrences work. But like it was just like, you know, every time I like don't want to go out, I do. So I try to honor whenever I say I'm gonna do something, but I've learned that not doing stuff is also honoring yourself. Like, And also that's how I, I can say yes because I know I know how to say no. Mm. Wow, <laughs> that's beautiful. I can say yes because I know I know how to say no. I can I can show up. And, and that's even a real yes. That's a real scared. full body yes from Exactly. You. I won't like keep myself prisoner to this. I'll go yeah. when I'm not having fun anymore. Like it's, it's balance and that's how I'm able to show up. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to put more stock into investing in yourself, staying into yourself, even like recently with like this whole, with this whole podcast thing, right? Like I'm such a scatterbrained person. Yeah. Such as, and sometimes I say that people are like, I don't think so. Cause I'm doing things all the time, but that's the point. Like I'm like a, a shotgun shooter. I just spray pellets and I don't know how to like snipe and like, you know, whatever, if that made sense. But what was I saying? I totally lost my with the spot. podcast, you're scatterbrained. With my podcast, I'm scatterbrained. See? Wow. <laughs> I'm also scatterbrained. I, didn't plan, <laughs> like, oh. I didn't even plan that. Um, I don't know what I was saying, but so in this like whole journey, it's like I've been trying to learn, like I need I I came to the realization that I need to start saying no to plans to even think about doing things on my own. Like this mm -hmm. podcast can't ha happen unless I stay home for a couple of nights. And like even this past two weeks, I've been like, when someone will like face me, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm editing. And that feels like such a stupid bullshit excuse. But it's actually yeah. not. It's actually the most important thing I could be doing. It's like investing in my little personal wares it is yeah and if someone else were paying you to do it you wouldn't feel silly for saying i have oh to go oh my do god this. yeah that's like my biggest fucking flop uh qualities that like a boss will be like do this and i'll like cook and clean and like you know i'll do everything so amazingly immaculately over the top 
if I'm like, oh, I should do this, I will never get it done. I don't know why. I need to create a persona in my, I need to break my mind like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but the other guy is just like a really productive project manager. Like yeah. that's what I need. I, just, I really, really need that. And I think that's everyone's lament with trying to chase your dreams is that it happens on your own time. Nobody shows up and says, are yeah. you chasing your dreams today? Are you doing whatever, whatever? Like it really just happens on your own time. So it's so easy to just dismiss it. And it's so easy to just prioritize yeah. everybody else's needs and what everybody else wants from you besides what you want from yourself. And that's how you lose your dreams to nine to fives and, mm. and everything else. And you can't, but look at you, we're here. We're fucking here. And you're doing it. We're fucking here. And also, Morgan's here. Morgan's doing it. Morgan's also yeah. one of the, um, definitely like my like friend, I think, who spends the most amount of time investing in herself and what she's doing. Oh. Like truly, like I don't, I don't like Morgan's like gigging every single week, writing, recording. She just did like promo. <laughs> she like never does. And she's like promo. Hate promo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate promo so bad. And then she like is killing it. So where did you find... Did you have like a switch? Were you always a person who was pursuing your personal interests or did it like take time and take a switch? I started singing in a church choir when I was two years old and I was in love with it. Like I church knew, girl. truly, um, but I knew that I was in love with it. Like I was never, that was, we were always just locked in. I love that. And so like throughout my life, it was always just me chasing the next performance wherever I could find like a locked in audience. So I found my way to theater, of course, musical theater. And I, <laughs> I did that for a, a while and I love theater, but it was never really, I'm not an actress. You are not a theater girl, but you could be an actor, but you're not a theater Everybody's girl. Everybody's like, you can be an actor. I don't want to, I just want to <laughs> sing my little song. Sing your song. <laughs> it's like, you can do all this stuff. Literally just let me sing my song. <laughs> Give me a mic. Give, Give me, me the mic. <laughs> but I, but I do respect theater as a practice and I still work in theater and I, and I love it so much. But then I discovered um, music and music making like as the, the business component of it and, and all of that stuff. And I was like, I kind of realized my junior year as I was, I was pre-law. So I was supposed to be preparing for the LSAT. And I didn't even know know that but you could be a lawyer and oh, TV girl lawyer. no I can't um, but I realized that if I was ever gonna have a real shot at this I had to to sort of take it seriously no sort of but like I had to devote a lot of myself to it otherwise like I couldn't just keep splitting and having it be like a small a small pocket so I just I try my best and I tell myself all the time you know you have the rest of your life to give up on your dreams so you don't have to do it today you know if it's not working out right I now I like that yeah I like that you're gonna procrastinate something procrastinate giving up you know just put it <laughs> off just put it off eventually you can stop it doesn't have to be today and so I I started writing music more regularly after I did a show through school which helped me like discover my like writing chops from like childhood I wrote songs as a kid that I stopped Aww. and then rediscovered it when I was like 18 and now I just record right now I'm doing this thing where I put out singles every month until the end of this year it's super fun stream it Morgan Kennedy stream it no yes, well finish the episode we'll finish the episode yeah and then yeah. go and then stream oh it it's Morgan with an age <laughs> um yeah no that's just, really beautiful I'm like that's like really like the I feel like that moment of fuck like I just wanted to ask if I can curse. This is my shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was like, uh, but like I, that moment where you have to like have the moment of being like, okay, literally 
nothing happens unless something happens. Nothing changes unless something changes. I take myself all the time. And like growing up younger, when I was younger, I was very like creative. Creative is the wrong word. I think I was just loud and gay, which reads as creative. creative. Yeah, that's creative. creative. And I was like, I was like into theater as well. And then I like got to, I remember it was my senior year of high school. And I was like, I'm ready to like apply to uh, colleges for acting programs. And then they were like, yeah, perfect. So you have to do the application. You have to audition. And I go, what? audition they're like yeah you have to audition to get in and then I was like okay I'm not even going to look into it and it didn't help that my mom didn't want me didn't want me to be an actor so when soon as I was like I'm a little scared she was like yeah you should be scared don't do it so like I never did she didn't say that she didn't say that she's it's a very supportive woman um so I didn't do that and then and I went to NYU that was like almost such a creative school that it like it punked me which like I'm so mad at that like I think about how college now that I'm older if you're in college college the people who make the most out of college, the people who I went to school with who are like legitimately famous out there in the world, like working at their dream job at the highest level, they all had in common. What they had in common is they used college as like a four year incubator and they just ran for everything that they wanted to do. And, you know, just like tried everything. And I was like, so afraid to do that in college. And then my senior year, I had a moment. I was just like, I can't do this. I was in, it was a whole, I had a whole little breakdown i went moved across the country went to a different grad school but i had that moment where you were like you need to take your shit seriously and now this year on my vision board i wrote take yourself seriously on it yeah and that's been my shit all year and i really mean it and look at us it's gotten us here it's beautiful and i think i think the thing for me was also realizing that there was space between me where I was, which was like nowhere. And then like Beyonce, like, (laughs) like there's a lot of different levels between there. And I'm constantly kind of having the conversation with myself of like, if this, I'm not, I do have goals and aspirations, but I'm not like, if it's not like the top thing, then I'm a failure. Like I am Mm. constantly redefining success. And I feel like if this is as far as it goes, I'm content with this, with just creating, putting it out, performing, like I've, I feel complete in the process of it. And that's, I feel like that is the complete process. Like the, especially with music, right? Like it's like the whole point is like, you're putting it out, you're connecting with people, you have a body of work. I also am so intense about leaving things behind. Mm -hmm. I take pictures and videos about everything. Like I just know, like, and when you look back, even right now, I'm sure you can look back at something you did like two years ago and be like, you know what? wow, I can see like the growth. I'm so glad that's out there in the world. Like I like that's the whole thing. And like, yes, at the height, like, you know, some people are doing the Super Bowl and whatever, but it's like, it's all just a show. It's all just shows and stuff. And most people who are that famous say that it doesn't feel, the art doesn't feel, unless you're like a Beyonce, you can control everything. I'm sure she still feels artistically fulfilled. But yeah, it's just a lot of things can go wrong when things go right. So I try to just make sure that at every step I'm enjoying myself and I like it. And then at the end, you can't like, regret anything if you lead like that right yeah Yeah. sure so when the pandemic was happening Mm -hmm. and people were kind of going through the thing and people started saying like you know after the that cringy video of all those people singing like whatever between the people like rich and famous people like remember when kim kardashian just like went to an island when no one else was leaving the house she just went to an island with her family and that's when people started saying that like celebrity is dead and now i feel like that's been like carried on since so do you think that the power of celebrity has weakened over the American public. Oh my God, no. No, right? No. no, we are so obsessed with people and we should be and we always will be. I don't think, people like to be like, celebrities and influencers aren't anything, they're dead. Like, no, they still run, not run everything, but 
We love being entertained and that's what they do for us. We do love being entertained. I think that people are just a, a, a hair more aware of the like cognitive distance between yeah. us, but they definitely still have power. They definitely still have, still have way too much sway <laughs> in our society for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a difficult Beyonce fan question? Okay. So in this power sway vibe, do you think that Beyonce's billionaire status affects her art? Yes. Because it can't not, right? It affects your personhood. But I, I think that she's aware of it and she's using it. So there was no, I don't think that you could do the things that she's done effectively, like homecoming and the homage to, yeah. to HBCUs and even Renaissance and the homage to, to ballroom and then whatever's coming next which I pray, girl, rock music, please, please. Beyonce rock, rock music. would be really exciting. Please. Wow, I wasn't expecting that, but that would be nice. But these these very tailored spotlights, even with the gift, these very tailored spotlights and and uh, amplification of different elements of Black culture. I think she's using her money to first of all put on smaller people and artists that that weren't yeah. that you just wouldn't know with, without that and. Uh, creating these these things that i i think she's doing she, it's not like she has all the money and she's like not putting it in there. like we see the yeah. <laughs> we see the yeah. the lack of budget on the tour so like i don't know it's you know ethical billionaires like no like you know capitalism it's all terrible like I'm, we're not having a good time but i think she is using her resources to make informed art definitely yeah i feel like she yeah she just has a grasp on who she is what she wants to do and also like she really had like a tangible shift right what was it what was that snl skit like the day beyonce turned black or whatever oh where it's like and i also feel like she's like in recent years has been more dedicated to like focusing on giving back and community and legacy and you're right she really like started only exclusively like not exclusively but mainly collaborating with people who i, I never heard before from different genres different worlds or different markets i think it's kind of cool yeah the hive member in me is like buzzing in my chest to tell you all the ways that she's been giving out giving back prior to like yeah. lemonade and like oh you said she's stuff. been there she's fucking you're right she's been there but she's we're all just there. people it's cool it's chill it's whatever it's whatever I'm relaxed we're fine we're all people but yeah okay the hot button question it's been on the lips everyone's been typing and tweeting away about it oh my god where do you fall or where's your stance that's the wrong word. I'm not where's the stance. What is your official take on the Beyonce versus Taylor Swift impact debate? I think it's so dumb. The eye roll. I think it's so stupid. Why are they doing that? Like, why I don't know. They're bored. They're truly know. bored. Like, I could. Men have been doing stadium tours for forever, and I've yet to see like the top rapper pitted up against Justin Bieber. You're so or right. Like I've Put never seen that discourse. Each other, yeah. Like calm down. Like the girls were on tour at the same time. Beyonce literally just her and Taylor Swift just were at the AMC together. <laughs> Can you know that was her first time in AMC? She hasn't she been. Said, oh, <laughs> she said, "Oh, y'all don't do private theater." Oh, okay. <laughs> it's on your basement, but it'll do. <laughs> it'll do. But like, it's so unnecessary. Like, let the girls have their separate moments. They're making all this money. They're having yeah. a good time. Like, it's two completely different vibes. They're it's also both fine. impactful as hell. Like, we can't even, like, begin to, especially Beyonce. Well, not especially Beyonce. Let me not discredit Taylor because I've recently become, well, I, like, was a Taylor fan when she first came out. And then I fell off after she crossed Kim Kardashian, which is a funny reason to fall off of Taylor Swift, but it's true. And then I was, like, not really back. And then I was, like, softened up to her over the pandemic because, when like, my bestie, bestie, bestie from, like, 
elementary school as a Swifty. And then recently I started talking to this guy who's a Swifty and it kind of opened my eyes. Like she's kind of, it's it, at least her impact is interesting. Like the things that she does and the effects after are very interesting. Well, I haven't listened to any of her last four albums, but yeah, the, the conversation between Beyonce and Taylor Swift is just stupid because also they're influencing completely separate spheres of the world and life. Like there isn't that much like labor, like crossover. So who cares who's more impactful? It's literally just like so unnecessary. Like they it's can stupid. both do tours. Again, you've never seen that with men. Ever. Never. I've never seen men. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a man. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to move into our little segments that we have here on Prattle. We have segments? We have segments. Okay, so the first one is called the Prattle Rattle Off. I'm going to ask you a series of really fun questions, and you're just going to rattle off your answer, whatever you're thinking, and it's going to be, it's mainly about music, but it's like a bunch of other stuff too. Okay. Okay. Your favorite Beyonce era? Um, I think my favorite era, my favorite era is probably the one we're in right now. I think, nothing I think Renaissance. Nothing Renaissance for me. Nothing. The, the era, not the album, but yeah, the era for sure. <laughs> you said, let me be, <laughs> let me be clear. Let me be specific. Yeah, no, it's, it's a gorgeous era. What's your least favorite Beyonce era? The baby bangs. <laughs> what was going on, mama? Well, she had bangs, so we know she was going through it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it was. What was that performance where she's like. I don't know if they're baby bangs, but she has like, she's in, I guess it was me, myself, and I, it looks like, because she had the bangs, she had the long hair, and all of her background dancers were dressed as her. I love when artists make their background dancers dress exactly like them. Yeah. Thanks, excuse the camera. Um, if you had to take Jay-Z off of a Beyonce collab, what song would you do it? If I had to take Jay-Z off of a, of a Beyonce collab. Like a Jay-Z and Beyonce song, but you don't want him there. Honestly, hmm. I was gonna say lift off, but I love lift off. Um, take him off. Can I add him on a song instead? That's the next question. Uh-huh. But you can skip to the next question. Without him. I would add him on Alien Superstar because I do believe in my heart of hearts he wrote "Uniform is the <laughs> Unicorn is the Uniform." Incredible TikTok of a of a guy rapping Alien Superstar in Jay Z's voice, and it's it is perfect. I, I actually would it. love that. Unicorn that is the uniform 100%. you put on. I, I don't do a good Jay Z. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> Three essential music videos that are a window to your soul. Three essential music videos that are a window to my soul. I haven't watched music videos in a long time, so I think these are going to be kind of dated. Okay, okay. The first one is The Way That I Love You by Ashanti. Have you seen that music? I don't know. I don't think I have. I wasn't like... I like Ashanti's hits, but I don't know much. Is that like a big, big hit of hers? I don't know, I think so. Basically you see she's like in a bathtub full of blood you're like what's going on girl and the whole thing kind of plays backwards and this man was cheating on her so she killed him um perfect yeah that's my soul girl um (laughs) let me see another one i love in lemonade the section of oh can i just do lemonade as one yeah (laughs) that is yeah that's yeah the whole thing and then a third one, a music video that's just got me. A music video. I'm not a big music video girl. That's so, so shocking. Like I, I think the music video is like one of the highest art forms. Like I love music videos so much. They do mean less now, but I okay. think I something from like the Gaga. I can't. Which one is it? Where she has the cans in her hair and she's in jail. That is um uh telephone. Telephone. Is no. That yeah, that's telephone. That's the first scene in Telephone. I like that one. Telephone's I also really incredible. like paparazzi. Paparazzi's amazing. Shout out so, Scar's card. 
yeah. Yeah. Something in there. Yeah, yeah, I love your soul because I love all of those videos minus Ashanti. I don't know that. Um, but love you, Ashanti. Come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. <laughs> do you want a man to sing to you romantically? God, no. No? God, no. And they think I do. I don't want any of my partners to sing to me. Please don't sing to me because if it's bad, I'm going to be so uncomfortable. And if it's good, I'm going to be like, oh, so you think you're big enough now? Oh, you have a star? No, it's actually any. I try not to get involved with musicians, but I'm very attracted to talent. So if I if I like you, I'm gonna like the sound of your voice. But I really have to like you. I've lost many a, <laughs> a creative interest because they think, oh, I'm gonna show her my art and she's gonna love it, and then I don't love it, and then that's that's, that's the end of it. <laughs> I was literally just dating a comedian like last week and he was so nervous for me to come to a show and I was like no it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's gonna be great I went to that show he has not heard from me since like it's it's real bad that's rough that's rough but Let's you know what it, like that's creative real. ick like what also it's like do? yeah do you want to be like tied down to a life of like you were so great baby and there's like and a tear what? rolling down your eye like, like yeah, I, don't I don't deserve that. that and you don't deserve to be with someone who yeah doesn't respect you as an artist like we've got to we got to cut that yeah you got to find your manager partner or someone who doesn't know that you're bad honestly yeah. like that's what you got to do or get better there's always that you can always just, just get, get better. better um okay you kind of answered this but i didn't know your answer are musicals are musicals man's greatest invention or greatest mistake are musicals man's greatest invention or greatest escape M- mistake. mistake. I will say, I think uh, one of my drama teachers once like said this to me in like high school or something, where like where words fail and like you can't express yourself through that. Like that's where music comes from. Like you kind of like reach the song through that. And I really do believe that. Like I think storytelling through music is so amazing and powerful. I think we're a little we're a little Icarus. We're, we're <laughs> we we blew a little too close to the sound with a lot of these musicals that I'm seeing. A lot of people. Oh, like, you're a lot. The stories we're choosing to tell <laughs> is getting a little dicey. <laughs> yeah, I saw um, this musical Shucked, and it was good, and it was you know it was good, and it got shout Alex, Alex Newell, Newell. telling me, yeah, yes. shout out, and she was definitely the best part. But I was just like. You know, we're, we are flying a little too close to the sun for a musical about corn. It's literally not about, like, it's not even about anything. It's not about anything, but I love a good musical. I love, like, do you have a favorite musical? Or one that, like, really, I feel like most people, if they're not into musicals, they have one. They're like, okay, I saw this when I was young enough, and I love it. So I'm obsessed with that. Like a favorite, like, live musical? No, like a musical movie. Right now, I would say The Princess and the Frog. You know, I've still never seen that. <gasps> We're gonna watch that. I would love to watch that. Was I with you the first time you watched Lemonade? Yes, I made you watch Lemonade. Wait, yes. Okay, this is the other thing. So with Beyonce, right? Let's get one thing clear. I've always liked her. I've always respected her, and I've always been a casual fan of Beyonce. But that's where it was. I've always been casual. Like I just felt like when I was younger. It's also so interesting because like I when I was younger, Beyonce to me was like making music for people in their twenties. Like I was just not advanced enough to get it. Like and now that I'm older, I, I stand by that. Like. B-Day is such a, not B-Day. It's great. Well, also B-Day is, B-Day is my second favorite Beyonce album after Renaissance. But um, her debut album, like, signs and, like, all that. Like, I'm like, how am I supposed to, like, I, I love the people who are, but I'm like, I don't feel bad about not, like, getting it in the seventh grade. Like, I It's grown. It. It's real grown. It's real grown. But then when Lemonade happened, that was when I started feeling like I was falling behind on Beyonce because I remember it was, like, such a moment. And I was like, 
oh, I haven't seen it. And then you were like, we're going to stop that. And you, we had, I had an annotated, annotated viewing yes. of Lemonade. I, I gave director's remarks. I suggested for everyone, she like, you should charge people for that. It was like, a beautiful experience. <laughs> I'll teach classes. <laughs> and then so I was like more into it. And then when she released Renaissance, I was like, okay, I am a Beyonce Stand. And what's the best song on Renaissance? Break my soul. Isn't that the wild? The best song on Renaissance that all my friends make fun isn't of me for it. Wild. Am, isn't it wild that so I serious. like the lead single, which means that it's also Beyonce's favorite song? That is That's not what, means. what lead That's single what means. It means Beyonce loves it the most. <laughs> and she gave it a great, very special moment during the tour. It's her Girl. favorite song she's ever written. I've heard her say it. Okay. Not, but <laughs> I do love it. Um Okay, and for our last segment, this is Prattle About, which is where I choose a little topic, I give a little rant, and you tell me what you feel about it. Okay. So today, we're going to prattle about the fact that I love the sample palooza. I love samples. I love that, you know how everyone's always like, oh, like people in rap are like doing too many samples, nothing's original anymore. First of all, nothing's really that original to begin with. We know that. Second of all, Samples are so fun. They're so catchy. Like I just love when they're I love when they're like really similar to the song before. I love when they're super different. I love that like up and coming artists like get a really cool sample. I'm like, I just love all of it. I think it's really, really fun. And I, I kind of think of it in the way of like if you bake a really amazing cake, you're just gonna never bake that recipe again. No, it you like it works because you like it. Keep baking it, tweaking yeah. some other things, throw some orange in there, throw a little spray, like just switch it up. And I'm just really into it. Are you a sample hater? I'm not a sample hater. I think that, you know, if you're going to choose a big and powerful sample, you need to make a big and powerful song. But I love sure. I love sure. the sort of like reclaiming that sampling makes possible. Like Flo Millie just sampled, what is that? That um, like a classical song. Oh, really? Oh, I haven't heard that. Oh, it's like a famous a famous composer. I can't think Let's of call it a Mozart. Let's call it a Vivaldi for Seasons, like that vibe. Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but like everyone was so mad that she like sampled this song. And I'm like, yes, like I think all the rap yeah, girlies sexy. should sample like all that's the famous amazing. composers. That's amazing because they're probably racist and rolling in their graves. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, definitely. And also, I just feel like so many of our like the best songs ever are like samples. So I feel like people don't. And people don't hate samples. I think, mm -hmm. like you were saying, people hate where a wasted sample, where they feel like, oh, you got this like incredible, iconic song and you didn't like come that hard. But even then, I like those too. Like, I love yeah. those songs too. It's just kind of like the 2023 version. It's like yeah. fun. And sampling is also a lot older than people think it is. They yeah. just yes. don't know the original yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Literally. Gross. Oh, also, thank you, because I wanted to read off a list of some of my most favorite sampled songs to prove that everyone really does like it. Okay. So, Make My Day, Coil Array. Not, I'm not going to expect a lot of people to like that song, but I like that song. Sweetie, My Sample Queen, Tap In, and My Type. Love both of those, especially the City Girls, Janae Aiko version. Mm -hmm. You Can't Touch This, MC Hammer. Classic. Oh, my God. Do you know um, the Bia one? Bia, Bia. Yes! Yeah, I like Bia's, too. Yeah. I like Bia's, too. And I also, yes, I also like songs that sample the same song. Different songs. Uh, before I let go Beyonce, mm -hmm. a hit. Is that a sample or is that just a cover? Go on. So that's my favorite cover. And <laughs> what you say, Jason Derulo, Wild Thoughts, and Britney Spears, Toxic. So yeah. uh, long live the sample. Long live the regurgitated art. Long live the remix on a classic. That's what I have to say. And there we go. And that's that on that. Well, everyone, we've reached the end of another incredible, amazing episode. This literally flew by. I kind of thought we were 20 minutes in and it's been, it. we're, we're done. So um, Morgan, thank you so, so much for coming on Prado. Plug yourself. Where can I find you? Where can I stream you? Get, there's your camera. Get into it. We need yes. to know. 
<laughs> I'm scared. Um, thank you for having me. Again, I'm Morgan Kennedy. That's M-O-R-G-H-A-N. Very cute, very quirky. Um, and you can, you know, find me on all of your major streaming services, especially Tidal. Come on, B. Come on. Um, and yeah, find me on Instagram at Morgan K B. And y'all know where to find. Well, no, you don't actually. <laughs> I keep in my well, mind. I'm like, this. in my mind, right? You they found this. this. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is your first thing seeing me. Welcome. Oh um, and this is Prada with Trey Vane. We'll be back next week with another beautiful episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Instagram. Nope, I already said that. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, and we'll catch. Wait, actually, hold up. I have a line that I want to use. I'm trying to standardize some shit. Yes. I am so excited to delve into more of people's obsessions, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Prattle. Ciao.